Joe Biden has the China virus. So much for him getting rid of the virus. Uh, Monkeypox is here just in time for the elections, and we got to start panicking about it, apparently. And Pete Buttigieg doesn't know much about electric cars. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. You may have noticed I was off last week. Well, I was off because I went over to L.A. for my daughter's 30th birthday. And then I stayed in L.A. for a few days and had a great weekend, went shark hunting with my drone, uh, had a lot of fun, ate some good food, gained like five pounds. So now I'm paying for it. I uh, have to work out a lot harder. only problem with the house, with my dad's house, that's where I stayed, is he has a tendency of getting really, really, really soft beds. And my back is just... I. And I'm a rough sleeper right off the bat. I was all over the bed. And I tweaked my back like crazy this weekend. So, still recovering from that. But we'll we'll get to it. But I did have a, a, a lot written down. And though the news cycle is kind of slow, kind of quiet, uh, that means a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today and tomorrow is going to be the same stuff that... The Democrats have a tendency of doing, bringing up old stuff and making it into a disaster, and that's what they're going to make into the news story. And that basically means abortion, climate change. They don't talk about the economy, mind you. But first off, we need to get to some Kamala-isms because, of course, we've got a couple. We got a few of them. We got a few of them today. I think it's important to go over these because she's going to be president very soon and there are a ton of clues that show that after the November election, when the Democrats get absolutely pummeled, they're going to get rid of Joe Biden. That's going to happen. There's no question. They do not want any uh, hearings, which is what Republicans, especially in the House, are going to do and make Joe Biden look like the corrupt old man he really is so we need to she's going to be president she's going to be talking to all the world leaders so we should know how she can speak and basically we're screwed here she is talking about abortion of course she decides to talk about the crisis of pregnancy that is plaguing this country now, this isn't really a true Kamalism because she makes absolute sense here from the leftist perspective. It's just kind of a disgusting statement. Listen. To put it in law, there may be litigation, but we will be in a much better position than, um, than to not do that. And, you know, listen, women are getting pregnant every day in America, and this is a real issue, and we need to act with a sense of haste about what is at play, what is at stake, and codifying Roe will be an important um, moment in terms of putting back in place protections for for the folks who are at risk right now because of what the court did in Dobbs just weeks ago. Now, I want to point something out. We are in a negative population growth right now. Our population is actually shrinking. It's not getting bigger. And a lot of this has to do with abortion. A lot of this has to do with the ending, not wanting kids. That's usually the sign of a very sick population. Yes, women do get pregnant all the time. 
that's supposed to be a good thing. And notice she doesn't talk about the babies. She never talks about the babies. It's always the, the women's right, their bodily autonomy. Well, I've said this before. Even at conception, six days after conception, that kid has the DNA of both parents, but the DNA of neither. The DNA doesn't match either parent. That is a separate human being. Six days after conception, that's been done. You can call it whatever you want, a, a group of cells or whatever you want, but no, that's, a, that's an actual human being. That's a separate human being. And if you let nature take its course, that's going to be a human being that is going to be productive on the world, theoretically. But yeah, they don't want that. They don't want that. This video here, I, I don't even know what the hell she's trying to say. I, I, I have no idea. I don't have any context here at all. I don't know where she's speaking. Um, she's wearing different outfits, so it's a different deal. But I think she's speaking to a bunch of mayors. So let's listen to this one. This is great. So when I think about what we need to do to address mayor, um, what does so often fall on the shoulders of our mayors to address on a community level, um, we need to take action at the federal level. Again, I don't know what she said. I don't know what she was addressing, but that sentence made absolutely no sense whatsoever. When it comes to the mayor, the may, they, they address what the mayors do, and then then we got to go to the federal. What the hell is she trying to say? Well, that went viral on Twitter. So if you know what it says, do me a favor, leave a leave a quote. I I have no idea. So we're not done. We got more. We got two more Kamala isms. This Kamala ism uh, didn't come from Kamala. It came from the White House. So Joe Biden has the China virus. Okay, and that's not a shot. I mean, you'd think. The guy, 96% of the guy's body is body weight is vaccine. The guy's had 17 boosters and the two vaccines and stuff like that. Um, but he got it anyway. Supposedly it's mild. I hope he's doing okay. I, I, I really don't care. He's not going to die or anything like that. His symptoms are minor. But listen to the co White House COVID coordinator. And by the way, they will not let the actual doctor who is treating Joe Biden, they will not let him speak to the press. So here's the COVID coordinator. I don't even know if this is a doctor. I think he is. But listen to what he had to say about Joe Biden and his condition. Um, and as you all saw just a few minutes ago, the president is doing better. He's smite. Uh, he ate his breakfast and lunch. I fully. He actually showed me his plate. Didn't ask about the menu, but I did see an empty plate with crumbs, and I have some guesses about what was there, but didn't ask. Little Joey ate all his breakfast. Good for him. Why is everyone laughing? Why is that funny? This is the President of the United States. We are being seen as a weak country. They thought this was funny? How is this funny? By the way, some conspiracy theorists uh, believe Joe is faking this, that he actually doesn't have it because he's not wearing his mask all the time when people are taking pictures of him. And I, I'm becoming a conspiracy theorist because half the time, all the conspiracies out there, they're all true. So, you know, I, I it probably just to get him out, I, I think maybe he is faking it just so that they don't have to, the day before... The day before he got COVID, 
people were saying, hey, when is the president going to speak an interview with, with the reporters? When is he going to hold a press conference? I mean, this guy hasn't had a press conference in almost 200 days. That's four months, five months. This is the president of the United States. He hasn't taken any questions and the press is getting mad. And we're not talking just, just Fox News. We're talking Wall Street Journal, New York Times, CNN, MSNBC. They're beginning to ask, where is this guy? Why isn't he speaking to the press? So, well, at least now he's got another 10 days to roll on without having to have a press conference. Um, but that, that wasn't even the dumbest thing that was said about the president having COVID. This was the dumbest thing. There was a doctor, obviously a princess of woke, named Kimberly Sue on Twitter. This is what she t tweeted. And I couldn't believe I, I saw this. It, it, they, she got just destroyed about this on uh, on Twitter. But they said, bas ba basically, I'm just going to sum it up because I don't need to read the Twitter responses. I had my own thoughts about it. Quote, POTUS, this is Kimberly Sue here, quote, po quote, POTUS working while having COVID infection epitomizes white supremacy urgency in the workplace. Sets a bad example for everyone that he cannot rest. COVID infection is serious, symptoms debilitating for many, and people should take time off without working through it. Got that? Working and having an urgency to work is white supremacy. Because, you know, blacks don't have urgency and blacks don't work. Do these people actually hear themselves when they say something or tweet something? This is one of the most racist comments you could make. And by the way, the left believes this. They say this all the time. They're teaching this in workplace, in the workplace. That urgency, honor, this is all white supremacy. By the way, the pre he's the president of the United States. He's supposed to be working. He can't take 12 offs to get 12 days off to get over a cold. Is China, Iran, and Russia going to stop being a holes because the Biden has because Joe Biden has the sniffles? Is inflation going to go away because he's got a cough? Our gas price is going to go down to two dollars and thirty cents over the next seven to ten days because he's got a headache. Whatever. This is the same thing. Everything is racist. Okay, well, here's something new. Um, for, this is from the Wall Street Journal. The World Health Organization has declared that monkeypox is a public health emergency of international concern, despite the divisions among members of the committee of experts who advise the agency as the global case numbers surpass 16,000. Now, mind you, that's 16,000 throughout the world. We'll talk about that in a second. This is the first time the WHO has declared a global health emergency since the start of, COVID of the COVID-19 pandemic in January 2020. In an unusual move, WHO Director General Tedros, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this stuff. I, I keep hearing his name and I can never pronounce it. Tedros Adhanom Gerberbeis is whatever. He's Indian, I think went against the majority view of the emergency committee in making the decision. So, this guy, who, by the way, is not an epidemiologist, okay, he's, I, I, I'm not sure what kind of doctor he is, but he's not an epidemiologist. This guy went against a bunch of other epidemiologists who said, yeah, this, this isn't an emergency. 
And by the way, how does this spread? Well, the United States, the CDC, is basically calling it a sexually transmitted disease between gay men. Rochelle Walensky said that this weekend, that it was actually transferable between gay men. Now, 16,000 cases worldwide. There are 7 billion people in the world. Now, what is the infection rate here? 0.00023%. That's percent of the world is infected with monkeypox. And mo- there are only two kids that have actually caught monkeypox. And they're still trying to push this thing as a national emergency. CDC is not buying it. So that, that's, that's fine. CDC says, yeah, this is an emergency. Do you know how many people have died? And I'm sure Africa probably has more. But so far, five. Five people have died of monkeypox. And we didn't hear any information about how they died, why they died, if there was something else there. So the article continues here about monkeypox. Monkeypox rarely detected outside Africa before now has in recent weeks spread to thousands of people across dozens of countries, mainly among men who have sex with other men. No deaths have been reported among the cases outside of Africa, but three people have died in Nigeria and two in Central African Republic. So, again, Africa, with their health, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Though there is a vaccine for this thing, it was the smallpox vaccine. I believe that's that's the vaccine they use for this because monkeypox is a version of smallpox. So basically, if you're already vaccinated, you probably don't have to worry about it. As a matter of fact, the United States is complaining that the reason we don't have a lot of vaccines for, for monkeypox is because we haven't been using smallpox vaccine and it's expired. So, So there we go. There's that. And... So if you don't want to catch monkeypox, don't have butt sex with strange men. That's really what it comes down to. It's not even don't have butt sex with men you know or really know, but don't have butt sex with strange men. Um, in the United States, it's been seen as a sexually transmitted disease. Again, they the CDC, Walensky said that this weekend. They do not think it's an emergency yet, I'm sure. If we get 16 or 17 more cases, it will be an emergency again. But so far, it is not. So, whatever. I it, Well, the Democrats are going to figure out something. they got to have a, an emergency somewhere. So, we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, so, it started with global cooling back in the 60s. We were going to have food shortages because the earth, we were entering another ice age. Then, in about late 70s, it started with global warming because things were getting actually warmer. Then it started cooling again and we saw that global, because believe it or not, uh, climate anthropologists said it was going to cool between 2008 and 2014. So, and it did. It cooled a lot. And so they didn't change it to climate change. Then they found out that climate change isn't strong enough, so they went to climate crisis. And finally, the Biden administration is calling it a climate emergency. 
So Joe Biden has announced that he's going to declare a public emergency over the climate crisis or whatever they're calling it this week. That means he hasn't done it yet. And he probably won't do it for the next 10 days until his until Susan Rice can actually write up what he's going to sign. But this will give him the ability to throw more regulations and more money at the problem if there is actually a problem. And what he points out is it's hot. Not that it's summer and it's hot because it's summer, but that it's hot. And by the way, it's the records. There is record heat in Europe, which, by the way, it's cooled already. There is record heat in Europe, but I mean, we're talking a couple of degrees. We're not talking it's 30 degrees above. So here is, um, we're not sure what this executive order is going to do, but that's coming in a couple weeks, probably after. Here's Karen Jean-Pierre announcing this possible executive action at a press conference because Joe Biden doesn't talk to people. Uh, speaking of uh, climate change, so we are closely <laughs> monitoring extreme heat conditions. Uh, impacting much of Europe, as well as the extreme heat impacting the more than 100 million Americans who are struggling with extreme heat conditions here at home just this week alone. The impacts of extreme weather are intensifying across the globe, including here in the United States. No one is immune from climate change. It's why the president has been rallying the world to take the decisive action needed in this decade to tackle the climate change, uh, the climate crisis. It's also why the president is committed to taking aggressive action to tackle climate change and made clear if the Senate won't act, he will. In fact, as many, of you, as many of you have seen already today, the president will travel to Somerset, Massachusetts tomorrow. While there, he will visit the future site of manufacturing plant located at a former coal-fired power plant that will produce uh, transmission cables for Massachusetts' booming offshore wind industry. The president will underscore the historic clean energy investments his bipartisan infrastructure law will make in Massachusetts and announce additional actions he will take to tackle the climate crisis and secure a clean energy future. The president ran on fighting the unprecedented economic and national security threat of climate change, and he has, take, he has been taking decisive action to do so since taking office. Tomorrow's action will be a continuation of that work. And I have two things, because I know... Okay, so I, I've got some things here. First off, um, I, I understand it's hot in Europe. I mean, it was breaching 110, 115. Guess what? It does that in Mexico every day, every year at the same time. It's like clockwork. It happens all the time. Okay, it's hot. Turn on your air conditioning. The problem is in Europe, they've gone to all this clean energy garbage, and now they don't have enough energy to keep the air conditioning running. So, yeah, they're having some problems up there when it comes to, to air conditioning. But every year, it gets hot. Okay, every year at the same time, we have like the fires in California. They keep bitching about the fires in California. Uh, guess what? It happens at the same time every year. We know when the fires are coming. I know that in September and October, when we get our Santa Ana winds, California is going to have fires. This isn't a secret. That's why you got to keep the forests in check, which California doesn't do. And just a little thing here. In California today, the high is going to be 76. It's not hot here. So 
why are we panicking about this? Okay, it's hot in Europe. Congratulations. They get we get we get record temperature too sometimes. We haven't had record temperatures in California since I think the 1990s. All this is because Joe Manchin, the reason he's going to write an executive order and declare an emergency. First off, he's a king. Joe Biden is the king. Let's call it what it is. But the only reason he's doing this is because Joe Manchin, concerned about inflation and the national debt, refuses to support Biden's spending and tax packages. All of that stuff that he wants to do, that Biden wants to spend another couple of trillion dollars, is basically build back better again. He just renamed it and found another emergency. Manchin has thrown a wrench into Biden's policies, including Build Back Better, the tax increases, uh, removing uh, illegal immigration restrictions. He has gone against everything that Joe Biden is pushing because he knows it's bad for the country. Not to mention, Manchin's from South Carolina. South Carolina, it's amazing he's still, he got elected as a Democrat. I don't know why he just doesn't switch sides, become a Republican. Because he is very conservative. He does not go for about he does not go for a lot of the leftist policies. He's not going for it at all. But it would be a very bad idea if Joe Manchin decided to go for this spending package and this tax increase package. It's not gonna help South Carolina. They'll vote Manchin right out of office. Not to mention Biden has no popularity. His again more polls show he's at about 31% popularity right now. He's going to be in the 20s in the next month. So Manchin was interviewed and gave a synopsis of a conversation he had with Chuck Schumer. He said, quote, I said, Chuck, until we see the July inflation figures, until we see the July basically Federal Reserve rates, interest rates, Let's wait until we see what comes out so we know what we're going what we're going down a path that won't be inflammatory. To add more inflation, he says, are you telling me you won't do the other right now? I said, Chuck, it's wrong. It's not prudent to do the other thing right now. And by the way, Manchin wrote an op-ed for the for the Wall Street Journal that said just that he laid out why he will not vote for this stuff, and that was before inflation hit 9.1 percent. He said we've got we're spending too much as it is right now. No one seems to have any kind of fiscal responsibility here. Joe Biden became angry when he found out that Manchin wouldn't support him. He said, "Quote: Let me be clear." If the Senate will not move to tackle the climate crisis and strengthen our domestic clean energy, I will take strong executive action to meet this moment. My actions will create jobs, improve energy security, bolster domestic manufacturing and supply chains, protect us from oil and gas hikes in the future, and address climate change. I will not back down. The opportunity to create jobs and build a clean energy future is too important to relent. Bernie Sanders is pissed off at uh, Joe Manchin too, and he's, and Bernie is a little bit more vocal about it. He's, God, here he is. Listen to him. He was on uh, this was he was on this week with ABC, I believe it was this weekend 
Listen to what he had to say. I, I, I want to turn to, to Congress and the, and the agenda there. Senator Joe Manchin, of course, abruptly pulled the plug this week on the Democrats. No, Martha, he didn't abruptly. Pass. Martha, oh, oh, Martha okay, let, 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 okay. he abruptly on Friday. He didn't abruptly did do anything. He was he sabotaged the president's agenda. No. Uh, look, if you check the record six months ago, I made it clear that you have people like Manchin, Cinema to a lesser degree, who are intentionally sabotaging the president's agenda, what the American people want, what a majority of us in the Democratic caucus want. Nothing new about this. And the problem was that we continue to talk to Manchin like he was serious. He was not. This is a guy who is a major recipient of fossil fuel money, a guy who has received campaign contributions from 25 Republican billionaires. You think okay, this guy but, uh, is serious? Senator, I no. want, I, uh, okay, you say he wasn't serious, but Manchin says his main goal is to do what's good for West Virginia, and he's worried about inflation. Listen to what he told really, the West Virginia really? radio station. Listen to this, please. Is that right? She had to actually cut him off because he was just throwing his temper tantrum. He is such an off-putting old geezer. I mean, God, this guy is such a miserable old man. He look, This guy looks like he's miserable. How can anyone even want to be around this piece of crap? He's just so off-putting. And how this guy keeps getting elected. I mean, this guy has to actually run in Vermont. People have to see what this guy's like. Oh, he's such a just piece of crap. But of course, Bernie is mad. All these policies are his policies. It's not the president's agenda. It's his agenda. One of the reasons he pulled out of the presidential election, which he was the strongest competitor for Biden, was so that he could implement his policies through Biden. He might be technically running the country. He's, what Biden is doing is how he thinks it should be run. These guys don't get it either. Joe Manchin's probably saving the Democrats. If Joe Biden were allowed to do all this crap through Congress, inflation will be at 10, 15 percent. They're talking, they're talking, we would probably have to raise the interest rates to 10, 20 percent in order to tamp down inflation. I'm not exaggerating. I read about this. I was like, wow. They're looking at, they would have been looking at losing 60 seats in the House. Now they're looking at about between 30 and 40. So, I, you know, they should, Bernie should give Joe Manchin a big hug because he's probably saving the uh, Democratic Party. Anyway, speaking of out of touch and the climate and the world, I have told you there's one goal by the left, and that's to, to get everyone to either buy an electric car or don't drive at all. This is the goal. So only the rich, because the average electric car is $65,000. That's the average electric car. Now, I know they're pointing to electric cars that are under $40,000. I saw I saw a, a an ad by some lefty journalist that sat there and said that oh well there you can get this one for thirty two thousand you can get this one for thirty five thousand here's the one for thirty six thousand yeah that's still thirty some odd thousand dollars a year at thirty some odd thousand dollars for a car my car my car I got for thirteen thousand dollars and it was brand new 
Well, here's Pete Buttigieg. He says that high prices are fantastic because everyone is now being forced to buy electric cars because they can't afford the gas guzzlers. We're, we're for cutting the cost of electric vehicles because when you have an electric vehicle, then you're also going to be able to, to save on gas, but you got to be able to afford it in the first place. Right. right. Now, we're actually starting to see on some models the, the costs come to where even if the, the your car payment's a little higher, your gas payment will be a little lower and you come out ahead, but the prices still need to come down mm-hmm. for most Americans to be able to get in an EV. There are so many things wrong with what he's saying, and this just shows you how off he is. This guy does not belong as a transportation secretary. He's completely incompetent. Okay, first off, the average price is $65,000. Yes, they want to bring them down. But even the cheapest cars, your 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 car payment's not going to go up a little bit. They're talking $500 for a $35,000 car. You're spending five between five and six hundred dollars a month, and that's if you can get the car. We haven't gotten to that yet. It's still going to be between five and six hundred dollars a month. We still the interest rates are going up, so the cost of loans are going to be more expensive. And then we've got the supply chain crisis, which, by the way, he's in charge of and has done nothing to fix, except take six months off for paternity leave and no one missed them. Computer chips are in short supply. Car, so they can't actually make the cars. Car companies are now um, skimping on safety measures because they can't get uh, enough chips in because of the supply chain crisis. Car companies are also way behind in production. Tesla is a year behind in their orders. Tesla, the biggest car manufacturer in the in electric car manufacturer in the world. They, it takes a year for you to get a car. Electric cars are not good for the environment. There is nothing but heavy metals and lithium and all sorts of bad stuff in the batteries. The batteries cannot be easily uh gotten rid of and electric cars i gotta tell you they're inconvenient this weekend we went to uh josie and i went to uh, went to walmart and they have all these electric uh car charging stands we saw three people actually sitting in their car waiting for them to charge because they couldn't the car couldn't go anymore so they were sitting and those charges that's not a 20-minute charge. Most of the car is made of battery. Those cars take a long time to charge. And they're just sitting in their car, waiting for the cars to charge. We saw three people doing that. And Josie was just laughing at him. You know, I'm sorry. My time, you're going to spend $60,000 on a car. And these, these were $60,000 cars. One was a Mustang, one was a Tesla. And the other one, I think, was a Honda EV. So I know those are a little cheaper. But my time is worth something, too. And sitting there waiting two hours for a, a battery to change. Could you imagine trying to go to Las Vegas? And I've seen people do that, too, when we go to Las Vegas. They're, they're parked over in, in uh, the mid-drive from California to Vegas. They're all sitting there waiting two hours for the cars to charge. I left one thing out, and I did that on purpose, because Representative Tommy Massey got the opportunity to ask some questions during a climate crisis thing at the at the in Congress, and uh, here he is uh, questioning Pete Buttigieg about his uh, about his thoughts of how much electricity 
these cars actually lose use. Listen to this, and then we'll talk a little bit about that. The average uh, household uses 17% of their electricity for air conditioning. And um, that would mean the average household uses 1,870 kilowatt hours per year for air conditioning. If that average household plugged in electric cars, do you know how much more electricity they would use in comparison to the air conditioning that air conditions their whole house? No, but again, I would emphasize it will well, let be me help less you. Let me help you with overall. that first before we go on because the numbers are important. It would take four times as much electricity to charge the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. Do you think that could be? So if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has of a 50% adoption instead of 100% adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year. Boom. Yep, he's absolutely correct. This is what the Dems never bring up. They seem to forget, conveniently forget this. That electricity, it's actually expensive. And electricity prices are going up too. And guess where we get our electric from? Fossil fuels. Well, if you're using more fossil fuels to make more electricity, in this case, four times what the average house uses to cool. And he's not talking about multiple electric cars. He's talking about one per household. They never bring up the fact that it's expensive to, to keep these cars charged. And what they owe, and it takes a lot of time. In my last job, uh, there was a car, electric car. The guy used to plug it into, the guy used to plug it into the business. So he would take his charger and he'd plug the car into the business. They told him to knock it off because their electric bills were going high. Every time he'd come in, he'd charge his freaking car. But there's another problem. States, what a shock, uh, blue states, like California and Michigan, they're facing black and brownouts over the summer if it gets hot. Why? Especially Michigan. Why? Because they don't have enough electricity. Mostly they're using probably, uh, I know California uses a ton of solar and wind. The problem is with solar and wind, they're only about 40% efficient. So we don't have enough electricity in the state of California. If it gets into the 90s, which it might in August, keeping your house cool and charging your phone, your cars, yeah, that's going to make electricity really, really expensive. And by the way, some states are thinking of creating laws that bans the charging of electric cars during certain times of day. California, I know, is thinking about creating a law that says you can't you can't charge your, your car between the hours of 10 and 4 or something like that until it gets cooler and people start turning off their, their air conditioning. It's it just, no, nobody talks about this. Even Republicans don't talk about this. Massey did a good job, but Massey should have pointed out, well, in Michigan, um, you guys are going to ban charging cars for certain times of the day. How do you go anywhere if you need to charge a car? But it's not just Pete Buttigieg that is bitching about the sun monster. Uh, it's also Prince Harry, right? 
you know, the guy who wants a lot more privacy, and that's why he moved to America from England and left the the you know, left the uh, royal family over there. Here he is. He's speaking at the United Nations now. Uh, apparently, there was only the janitor there and the guy who unlocks the door. No one listened to him. Uh, and there's probably a pretty good reason why no one listens to Prince Harry, because no one gives a damn what he's got to say. Um, hell, people in England don't want to hear what he has to say. Listen to him just yell at the United States. This has been a painful year in a painful decade. We're living through a pandemic that continues to ravage communities in every corner of the globe. Climate change wreaking havoc on our planet with the most vulnerable suffering most of all. The few weaponizing lies and disinformation at the expense of the many. And from the horrific war in Ukraine to the rolling back of constitutional rights here in the United States, we are witnessing a global assault on democracy and freedom, the cause of Mandela's life. Okay, so I have a couple things about this dumbass. Uh, first off, didn't we beat the crap out of England? So we don't have to listen to people like him? I'm sorry, England... And by the way, what does he know about democracy? England has been a monarchy forever, and now it's a parliamentary system. They don't celebrate democracy over there. Their constitution is nothing like ours. What the hell does he know about democracy? And this is another thing. He's a prince... What the hell does he know about climate at all, about weather? If I asked him, do you know what a low-pressure system is, do you think he's going to be able to give me an answer? And why is he ripping on the United States, a country that allowed him in? What about ripping on China? They're producing the most uh, CO2 uh, pollution on the planet right now. Why aren't you ripping up on China? Because he's a communist, that's why. And then, oh, well, okay, well, we can't rip on a China. Why don't you rip up on India? India is actually producing more carbon than the United States is also. Africa is producing tons, the entire continent, mind you, together, because they have no energy in Africa. Africa is more pollution than, than the world combined. I mean, they're a mess over there. You can't focus on one country. I mean, they're, they're burning cow dung. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't understand how these guys can continue to whine and cry about, uh, whine and cry about the climate and always point at the Americans, always point at the United States. Never, you don't see Greta Thunberg running over to, uh, running over to, to China and bitching at China. You know why? They put her in a concentration camp. You want to talk about losing liberties? Take a look at China. Just because you're not the same race as... as... I'm reading a fantastic book now. I can't remember what it is because I read so many books. Oh, it's called The War on the West. Uh, Let me take a look here who it is written by. It's a very good book. But one of the things he says all the time is by Douglas Murray. Every, what he says is, you know, it's always bashing. And by the way, communism, if communism is so great, why is the most pollution produced by communist countries? Russia is terrible with CO2. 
again, they don't have much energy. They send, they ship their energy, and it's dirty energy. The, the oil and natural gas, that stuff's dirty stuff. It has to be refined. I don't want to hear from these bozos about the climate anymore. Until you guys go after China, until you guys go after India, until you guys go after Russia, until you guys help Africa, the entire continent, to produce cleaner energy, I don't want to hear anything about the United States. Because our energy has been, well, until Joe Biden took over, it was cheap, it was clean, and we had dropped our CO2 emissions. And I'm not the one who's saying that. That scientists are saying that. Okay. Um, this is my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I know I went a little longer. I'm probably going to do it again tomorrow because I got so much to talk about. Have a nice day. Take care of yourself. Oh, and go visit Rumble. I've got a couple video, brand new videos up there. Okay. Have a great day. This is Gene. And you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.